Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Folks, welcome on Wednesday night. So good to be alive in Jesus. I hope you can say the same tonight. I'm excited. Just uh, had a great prayer meeting this afternoon, had a great small group this morning, and uh, it's, it's good to be alive. You know, he's got a lot of great things for us left to do, and he's doing mighty things, whether we hear about it all the time or not. Not going to hear it on CBS or CNN or, or some of these other um, media outlets, but you can hear it if you read the Bible and trust him, you'll get the word that he's still doing wonderful things. Still going about just like Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're, we're so excited to be alive in this day and this hour. I hope, I hope you are. I hope you're excited to be alive in this day and this hour. This is our time. The, you know, the old saying goes, this is our time to live. This is our time to proclaim the gospel. This is our time, <laughs> hallelujah, to pray and see God do mighty things. Amen. Every generation, we've got a generation... Uh, you know, now a younger generation that we need to be interceding for, praying for, and letting them know the power of God. And uh, so we never can get too much of God. I don't know about you, but uh, uh, the Lord is so good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. But tonight I'm going to talk to you about running your race. How many of you know God's placed us in, a, uh, in this life for a certain race to run? Uh, places here on earth for and given us a plan and purpose for our life and and to finish our race and finish the course that he's laid out for us so it's really the title is staying on course but tonight's going to be running your race it's vitally important you, you know what there'll be obstacles and and that detour us and throw us off course but must stay alert and not stop and fight through amen now over in second timothy 4 7 paul said I mean, you know, Paul went through some stuff. <laughs> I have fought the good fight. Hallelujah. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He said, I fought a good fight, a fight that is worth fighting for. Amen. A life that uh, can and will be a fight sometimes. But we know they're enemies. But how many of you know, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. But Paul said he had, he had fought a good fight. He had lived his life. He was coming to the end of his life. He says, I've fought this good fight. <laughs> I've run my course. I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. How would you like to say when you get to the end of your life, I fought a good fight. <laughs> I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. My goodness. He had served Christ and fulfilled his mission here on this very earth. He fought a fight that was worthy, honorable, noble, and commendable. How would you like to do that? Amen? But there is a fight sometimes. Listen, it says over in Ephesians 6, verse 12, you know these scriptures, for we wrestle not or fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, amen, who, who gives us the empowerment to fight against spiritual uh, and spiritual warfare. So we have to know that. But we're going to run this race 
it can get bumpy sometimes. You ever see, uh, you ever watch races of any kind in auto races or horse races? There can be things thrown out there that they don't even know, but you gotta get away, away around those obstacles and you gotta get on through those things. And Paul said, I finished my course and I've kept the faith. Now, over in, in 1 Timothy 6.12, Paul told Timothy, now this is a young pastor that he had been mentoring and walked with him and, and was with him. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of, on eternal life. Listen, it wasn't that he was saying to Timothy, hey, Timothy, uh, fight through so you can get saved. No, Timothy was saved. Timothy had accepted the Lord. He was out preaching. But he said, fight this good fight, uh, was telling him to lay hold of eternal life. How many of you know eternal life begins when you accept Christ? Amen? The eternal life with Christ is, we're going to live eternally regardless in one place or another. We know that. There's a heaven, there's a hell, and heaven is to be gained and hell to shun. But he's telling Timothy, hey, lay hold of eternal life. Don't give up in this, in this fight. And we were called to this. It says, uh, take hold of eternal life to live uh, the, which you were called, were called. You're called to the eternal life. How many of you know God's calling you today to live for him? And that's what Paul was telling Timothy. But Paul also said in Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14, he says, not that I've already attained. Now, how many of you know Paul <laughs> had been a rising star in the Jewish religion? Amen? A Sanhedrin, uh, in the Sanhedrin. He'd been uh, a young lieutenant who was making ground. He was going to rise to a high place in that religion. But he, had, he said in, to the Philippian church, everything I've seen and done and before, and I give no credit to, I call it dumb. In other words, it, it didn't amount to anything. But here's what he says. It goes on to say in verse 12, he says, not that I've already attained and, and have already been perfected, but I press on. How many of you know you need to press on tonight? I don't know where you've been, where, what's happened in the past, but now you need to press on for the faith that's in Christ Jesus. That I might lay hold of that which, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Now he says in verse 13, Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehend it, but one thing I do, hallelujah, here it is, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Listen, we can't let yesterday hinder what God wants to do in our life today. Amen? So don't be looking back so much. Don't, I wrote this down. Never let yesterday use up too much of today. God doesn't, doesn't re, uh, review your past to determine your future. Isn't that true? He doesn't determine our future by what we've done in the past. But it goes on to say, Paul said, I press towards the gold for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm pressing forward. I'm not laying behind. Amen? <laughs> we, we need Jesus every day of every hour. And Paul says, forgetting those things that lie behind, I'm reaching forward. You ever think about a, a runner? Have you ever watched him run a track or something? And at the very end of the race, boy, this is important for all of us. The very end of the race, they lunge forward. They put their hands out forward. They want to hit the tape before somebody else. Amen? That's what he's talking about. I forget that stuff in the past. And he wasn't looking back. How many of you know sometimes you look back too much? 
you can stumble and fall. You ever been out running and you start looking back over your shoulder and the next thing you know, you're on the ground. I've done that. <laughs> we look, have to look forward. It's like driving your car. What was the windshield? Why is the windshield always bigger than the mirror that looks out the back? Because we're supposed to be looking ahead where we're going. Glance back occasionally of where we've been, but not, not, we have to look forward. So let our eyes, it says, let your eyes be on the road and your rear view mirror only, uh, only avoid, uh, to avoid trouble. In other words, we only look at in the, uh, where we've been to say, hey, I've, I've been in trouble there. I'm not going there again. Amen? Now, <clears throat> Jesus ran his race. We know that. When he was hanging on the cross, what did he say? It is finished. <laughs> the course that I've been laid out here, it is finished. I ran my course. I finished my mission. And now I'm going, you know, I'm going to die and raise again, raise again, and then go to heaven. But he finished his course. Paul did too. And we can and must finish ours. But enemies, and tonight uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about enemies that can knock us off course. How many of you know in John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes, this is what he comes for. He's very consistent. He hasn't moved off of this since the garden, right? The thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to get you off uh, the commission and mission that God has for each one of us. And listen, my friends, each one of us has been <laughs> entered into the army of the Lord. We have things to do. And he's called the master deceiver. You say, well, Mike, what, how do you know he's the master deceiver? First of all, he, he deceived Adam and Eve, well, especially Eve, and Adam went along with it, unfortunately, but he deceived them in the garden, and he's still doing that stuff today, causing us to get off track. Now, number one, what's our number one enemy? It's Satan himself. Satan himself. It says over in 1 Peter, in the Amplified 5.8, it says to us, Peter says to us, be sober, be sober. How many of you know... Uh, we're not to be drunk with wine. That's what it says in Ephesians 5. Be not drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen? That's what we're to be. But he said, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. In other words, we're supposed to live a life that's, that's pleasing unto God, not to be caught up in worries and fears and cares and anxieties. And it goes on to say, be alert and cautious at all times. Why? Because like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour that's the enemy like a roaring lion that's who comes after us the devil i miss that that enemy of yours the devil prowls around like a roaring lion but resist him hey listen god wouldn't tell you to do something you can't do he gives us the power of the holy spirit to do things we can he's called us to do and live this life i can do all things say that with me i can do all things with christ who strengtheneth me Whatever we have to endure, whatever we go through, he will give us the victory if we do it in Christ. Amen. Be firm in your faith, he says, against his attack, rooted, established, immovable. Immovable. In other words, you're not going to move. You're going to stand. You know, the Bible tells us to stand. Paul told us to stand. When you've done all you know to do, stand. Take your, take your position. Don't give in. Uh, we, in, in our care group this morning, our small group, we listened to Dodie Osteen's testimony. And uh, 40 years ago, it's hard to believe, 1981, she was diagnosed with inoperable, inoperable liver cancer with six weeks to live. Had two tumor, or three tumors, one big one and two small ones on her liver. 
And she went home, they went home and said, got on their knees and said, God, we believe you're a God of miracles and we will have one. And they began, and her, her and John, and she began to quote the scriptures. But in her testimony of her saying this, she said, sometimes it was very difficult, but I refused to give up. I stood my ground and I would stand with the word of God. I'd find scripture and promises. And I begin to say to the devil, this is mine in Jesus name. Healing is mine. I mean, she would, she just went on and on about that. And then 40 years later, I've heard that she still says those, she had about 40 scriptures that she said over herself every day. And 40 years later, she's still saying those scriptures over herself. She's in her mid eighties now. So it tells you the word of God is true, but he says, be rooted, be grounded, be established. Don't move off of what God has said. Has God said it's his will to heal? Well, you know, in the word, if you're in the word of God, it says it is his will, will to heal and deliver and set people free. But Satan's major offensive is what? Is our thought life, our thought life. He wants, he's the master at bringing, uh, placing thoughts in our mind about discouragement, despair, uh, fear, anxiety, whatever. All those things are coming from the devil. If you got confusion in your mind, guess what? It ain't God. If you got fear in your mind, guess what? It ain't God. Guess if you got all these things, depression, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what? Power, love, and a sound mind. We know that scripture. It was repeated all the time, but do we, we activate it in our life? He told Timothy that when Timothy was being, being in, uh, intimidated by the religious people of the day. But God hasn't given this to us. Now, we found the same thing that, that, uh, that happened to Jesus. How many of you know we're, we're not the only ones that have ever been tempted by the devil or come at us in, in our thought life? Over in uh, 1 Timothy, I just wrote down, I mentioned this last week. I talked about it last week, but I wanna just throw a little stuff out here for a minute. At, at 1 Timothy, he, Jesus said, just been baptized in the spirit and, uh, and went into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit and the devil and Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those, in those days he ate nothing and afterwards when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, how many of you had the devil speak to your mind? said to you. Well, he's never really spoken to me. If you got thoughts that are contrary to what God says, he's speaking to you, whether you know it or not. If you are the son of God, commit this stone to become bread. Command this stone to become bread. But Jesus said, how did Jesus combat the thoughts that came to him? Now, did, did, did the devil appear to him in a, in, a, in a red suit and a pitchfork and, and horns in his head? No, he came to him in his, in his thought life. The same place he comes to us. But Jesus put him to flight, but said by reading or quoting scripture, it is written. And that's how the enemy will come to us. He'll come to us. And, and I've known people that, uh, that have said, uh, do you really think you're saved? You really think that, that God heals? You really think God this or cares about you? You know, all these things are thoughts that come to the enemy, but we have authority over that. Listen to what it says, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10, verses four and five. For the weapons of, my, of our warfare are not carnal, in other words, not fleshly, but mighty. <laughs> we have mighty weapons. How many of you know that? Through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and, 
and high thing, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We pull those things down. We pull down strongholds. When the enemy came at Dodie Osteen, she would say he would wake her up in the middle of the night and, and begin to say, you think you're going to get well? You're never going to get well. And she'd, say, she'd begin to quote scripture to him. And she began to say, on, and I remember the date, December 11th, 1981, when they got down on the floor and prayed and, and, and believed for their healing that moment. She said, in, ninth, in, in uh, December 11th, I was healed of cancer and would stand on that. See, we can pull down those thoughts. Devil, well, I'm not going to listen to that. So you might have something you're going through today and he keeps tormenting you with it. Listen, pull down those things. Pull down those things with scripture. Remind him who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. Those are important things. Why? Because it, over in Proverbs 23, 7, Proverbs tells us what we, what te, uh, Proverbs tells us that what we think controls who we are. Do you ever think about that? Well, why'd you do that? Well, I don't know. I just had a thought. Listen, if we don't combat our thoughts, the enemy can derail us and get us off the course that God has laid out for us. Everybody has been given a race to run and a course to run. Amen? And we have to fight these things off. I'm sure, I'm sure Paul, all the things he went through, <laughs> you can go back and read it, how, how many times he was shipwrecked and he was uh, beaten and left for dead. He was imprisoned. He was all those things. But he said, none of those things move me. I, I know he had to say, the, quote the things that say the things he's telling us to say in his, in his letters. Stand strong. Don't give no place to the devil. Amen? That's what he would tell. And he'd say, what, do you, what, do I, what, what would you say, Mike? What do you say tonight? I'd say, the Lord before me, who can be against me? I stand strong against the powers of the devil. That's what we have to do to combat the enemy. Not, not so we don't get off course. In Ephesians 4.27, I just spoke that. Give no place to the devil. The Greek word for place emphasizes that believers can actually give ground in, the, in their lives to satanic control. You ever seen that? People that, you know, there are Christians that need deliverance or need set free. Well, how many of you know you can, you can have what they call self-deliverance? You can begin to quote the word, stand against the wiles of the devil and overcome things. If, you got, if you're a fearful person, you begin to quote the scriptures. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication, I, you know, I let my request be known unto God. Amen? And the God of the peace of God that passes understanding will guard my heart and mind. You begin to overcome by saying those things. You know, you can, that's called renewing your mind. You know, how do you get transformed to where, where God wants you to be from where you've been? By the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. You have to go, go quote that. I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind of what God says about me, not what so-and-so says about me or what my past says about me. When you begin to do that, guess what? You begin to overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know how? And somebody said, well, well, I've done that a few times. How many of you know we have to do that until he comes or we go to see him? Amen. This life is a journey. And if we're not careful, we'll forget what manner of person we are and we'll go back to our old ways. And we don't want to do that. We got a race to run. Amen. Say that with me. I have a race to run. Amen. So we have authority. Over in Luke 10, 19, it says, behold, I give the authority to give you authority to trample on uh, serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy 
and nothing by any means shall hurt you. How many of you know that's a good scripture? Serpents and scorpions. It symbolizes a symbol of uh, spiritual enemies and demonic power. I give you authority over that. How many of you know we've been given authority? Isn't that wonderful news? Jesus gave us authority. This trample on serpents and scorpions or all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. So greater is he truly is in me. You have to say that to yourself. You're born again tonight. You have the spirit of the living God in the inside of you. And you can say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He that's coming against me. I come against it in Jesus' name. So we have to guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Guard your heart with all diligence for, diligence for out of it are the issues of life. That's what scripture says. Guard your heart. Make sure you guard your heart. You know, I, another passage of scripture, I was just, we were just talking about at this prayer meeting I was at earlier, and it just came to me again. In fact, I didn't write this down. But I, I, I wanted to say, over in Ephesians chapter five, it says this, awake you who sleep. How many of you know you can fall asleep and, and, and be in the kingdom, be born again and not fall asleep and where you're not awake to what God wants you to do or what you're not awake to what the enemy's trying to do to you? and arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. How many of you know the light always dispels the darkness? So that's what we need to do. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools redeeming, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. How many of you know we're living in evil days? When Paul wrote that, they were evil, they're still evil today. But therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all thanks to God that the Father, and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Why did I read that? Because we need one another. We need to be encouraging one another. We need to know that when we get together, the very spirit of the living God is, is right there together with us in Jesus' name. And in his presence is what? When we get in together, we, when we come to Sunday service, get ready to come in excited about praising God, worshiping God, magnifying God, and let him move mightily. Because in his presence, when you get in his presence like that, everything is on the table. <laughs> he can do almighty things. Amen? Amen. Now, second thing I want to talk about tonight, and next week I'll, I'll mention some more, is short-sightedness. Short-sightedness. You must have a long-range plan and not be a flash in the pan. I mean, you know, it's easy to be a flash in the pan, you know? And we don't want to be that. We, we don't want to run our race for a little bit and say, oh, that, let's get off. It's like the tortoise and the hare, right? You know that story. Uh, the, the hare took off fast, but, but who won the race? The tortoise won the race because he didn't quit. He didn't go a little ways and get tired and have to quit. We run our race consistently every day. Hebrews 10, 36 through 38. For you have need of endurance. How many of you know it's important to have endurance? The, the joy of the Lord is my strength, Lord. I need endurance to run your race. So that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet in a little while, and he is coming, will come and will not tarry. Now, the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Hey Amen. we're not here to draw back. We're here to lunge forward because Paul said, forgetting those things that were behind, I press forward. I reach forward. I mean, have you ever thought about it? Just reach out there where you're at. 
reach forward. I'm reaching forward to all that God has for me. Well, I've, I'm, I've lived so long and I've done this and that. No, he's still got more things for you, more people to touch, more, more opportunities to witness. Amen. Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, also, since we are surrounded by a great crowd, a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Endurance runners. Listen, you know, if you, if you haven't, I don't know, maybe a long time, maybe you never ran, but if I were to go out and run today, I could probably run a block before I got tired. But he used to run a lot. And I used to, but you build up to it. You run, you know, and the same thing is with our spiritual walk. We keep piling on more, exercising in the things of God and the word of God. And if, before you know it, you're able to run with endurance. You can run your race. You know, you won't be a flash in the pan, like I said before, but the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, that's how you run your race. You look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. That's what we're to do tonight. We're to run our race to the end. Now listen, keeping one's eyes on the prize, we must be diligent to grow in grace in order not to stumble. We don't want to stumble. We don't want to fall, amen? We want to stride through our life with the power of God. Now, over in 2 Peter uh, 1, 5 through 11 says, but given great and great uh, precious promises, but also for this very reason, give all diligence. You know, diligence is a big thing today. Add to your faith. What do we add to our faith? Virtue. To virtue, knowledge. Hey, these are things, this is a pattern we're supposed to run our race with. Amen? To knowledge, self-control. How many of you know <laughs> self-control is a fruit of the Spirit? <laughs> it's, it's something we're to control ourselves. To self-control, perseverance. Don't give up. Don't quit right in the middle of your race. You know, I, uh, I still see that, you know, it's, uh, people will go a little ways and, and then give up, fall off. Listen, the best thing we can do is just take one, one day at a time, one step at a time, just keep doing what we know to do. Go to church, <laughs> praise the Lord, worship, read your Bible, tithe, give offerings, be a part of what God's wanting to do. Amen. Whatever he tells you in this word to do, do it, you know, um, goes on to say to, to perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will never be uh, uh, burdened or barren, I'm sorry, nor unfruitful. I can't read my own writing tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, had to, I always thought I printed real well. I used to do that as a quartermaster in the Navy when I first got on a ship and we on the ship's log had a pretty good hand, uh, uh, what we call print writing. You print, but it's also writing. But it says, brotherly kindness, love. If, there, if you are, these things are yours and abound, you will never be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. What was I talking about? Being short-sighted, not seeing the long, the long distance plan. And it goes on to say, even to blindness, wow, wow, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Last verse says, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent. How about that? Being more diligent, 
Well, I've served the Lord 40 years and you know how that goes. Now I've run my, no, you haven't run your race. You still got breath in your body. Be more diligent to make your call and election sure for if you do these things, things you will never stumble. Isn't that good news? You've got a race to run. I don't know who I'm talking to out there. I don't even know who watches these. Maybe I just preach to myself and my director over here. Amen. But the, but the point of it is, is we all have to run our race and run it to the end. And we can do that with God's help and our diligence to, to stand firm and, be per, and persevere through all the things that God brings against us and or for us and everything that the enemy brings against us. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray before I get off here. Father, I thank you for the privilege that we have of not only knowing about your gospel and knowing your word, but being able to speak your word, to encourage one another. And I pray for everyone tonight in the sound of my voice that they be encouraged, encouraged in the Lord, knowing that God be for you, who can be against you. I pray that for everybody out there. Some may be going through very, very hard trials right now. But show your love, show your, your, your presence, Lord, your peace, your joy, and give them the, the wherewithal to stand fast, not to give up in this day and this hour. For greater things are ahead. We thank you for it and give you all the praise on this Wednesday night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you next week. Be blessed. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.